Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Jordan. Hello. Hey, Jordan, how are you today? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Are you are you ready for our for our for our new segment, Jordan? I'm so ready. Why don't you tell the people what it's called? From Jam to Jam. <laughs> how was that? It was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty dramatic, huh? It is dramatic. <laughs> what is this uh, new segment? So this new segment is a segment that I don't know how often this will actually come up, but. Um, earlier, or I guess I was going to say earlier this year, but late last year, uh, you and I both played uh, Inscription, which is an indie game that ended up sort of taking the uh, the world by storm and winning a lot of Game of the Year awards. Uh, but sort of late in the year, I found out that uh, the, the game started as a Ludum Dara game jam game. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go back and play the original Game Jam game and sort of compare and contrast and uh, mm-hmm. that with the final game of Inscription? Uh, and then <laughs> in sort of brainstorming that, I thought, you know, it would be a fun name from Jam to Jam. And it, <laughs> so it is a fun are. name. The only possible <laughs> downside is that we now have locked ourselves in to playing games that are good. Because if they're mm, not gems, not true. we can't play them. Yeah, so. I mean, gem. It could be a gem <laughs> in that it's like inter- interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> a tiny gem, a little, a little thing, enjoyable with a li- to look at, a little you know? sparkle to a it. A trifle. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter this time because uh, inscription's awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, this both of these games uh, are by uh, Daniel Mullins who is uh, primarily a solo developer um, known for games such as uh, what's the Pony Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the What's the one? The Hex, I think, I believe is the game. I haven't no, played I that have one, but yes. Oh, I haven't played that any of That was just one just than... before this one, just before Inscription. I, I've heard, actually, I was about to say something that may be considered a little bit of a spoiler so i'm uh, i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna say it till later but, but on that note um we are going to be getting fa- f- footloose and fancy free uh when it comes to uh to spoilers uh for um inscription and i guess also to sacrifices must be made although sacrifices must be made is also like 20 or 30 minutes long so maybe <laughs> less of a deal than inscription uh, so if you've heard anything about an inscription or you're halfway through it, you, you might not want to listen. And if you haven't third, heard anything about inscription, uh, go play it because, uh, I don't know about Jordan, but it was probably, it was, it was, it was one of, if not the best game I played last year. I thought it was a really, really cool game. Yeah. Uh, and so and it'd be really know. fun to go in blind. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those games, you know, classic thing, but like, don't look up anything, but you know, it is, it is in fact, I think it's a, it's a game that's, it's fun to play without knowing where it's going to go at all. Um, and so this is your warning. If, if you like games that are good, uh, and are also, I mean, also if you like, like roguelike deck builders or any kind of card game, and even if you don't really like that kind of card, <laughs> that kind of game, cause I don't, I don't really play a lot of that kind of game and I thought it was great. So, um, go play inscription and, and come back and, uh, and that that's your warning. So now, hello listeners. Welcome to the other side of the spoiler warning. Welcome to the spoiler cool. zone, the spoilers. Oh, wait, <laughs> the, the spoiler zone. zone. <laughs> Um, so, uh, inscription, what a game, huh? <laughs> what a game. I was very, well, I could just maybe jump right into it with sacrifices can be made, but yes, very yes. similar. I feel like a large, yeah. a large portion of the, um, of the, the leshy cabin, yep. uh, segment of inscription is here in, you know, fully realized form which kind of surprised me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing the degree of, uh, like, 
a lot of the the sort of like stylistic elements of Leshy's cabin, uh, which is if if you are some sort of uh, you know heathen who's decided uh, I don't want to play a cool game, I just want to <laughs> hear people talk about all the cool stuff that happens in it, so that if I do decide to play it, it'll be less cool. I'm just kidding. I'm not shaming you, uh, but. Uh, a lot of the theming in that first section of the game, the sort of Leshy's cabin section is, is totally here, you know, like uh, ding the bell playing at the table, uh, you know, a pair of, of dark eyes from across the room. Uh, even, even, even like the sound of Leshy's voice, the mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. And is, that, that like weird echoey, like deep sound. That's just constantly like reverberating in the background. Yeah, the sort of uh, the the ambiance of the room, yeah. sort of eerie, sort of musical ish ambiance. It's not the same, but it is very similar. Mm-hmm. I do think the the, the ambiance in the there. final game, the I would say the ambiance in the final game is better. But a lot of it is there. You know, you're in a dark room at a candle lit wooden table with a grimy scale. It's not teeth on the scale, sadly. <laughs> no, it's not. Which I thought was funny. Um, Although the uh, eye thing is there. <laughs> The eye thing, or if you play, so actually this is maybe a good uh, moment to mention um, that there are sort of two versions on the itch page. There's the original game jam game that was submitted for, um, I believe it was a uh, Lodum Dara. Was it 43? Um, yes. Yeah. Ludum Dara 43. Um, and then there's another version that I assume was like a month or so later. Um, that uh that uh daniel mullins had added some additional cards and fixed a few bugs and added some um some cool uh extra uh like interaction like special moments that would happen after you um you know uh play certain cards in a a specific order or something so I, i played both versions just because you know they were short enough that it was pretty easy to do so and i was kind of curious it, it, it was kind of the the improved version was sort of a a third step uh or yeah an additional step from you know the original prototype to this sort of second phase where they've started added e- even more it gets even closer to what will finally be the like leshy's cabin portion of inscription um so i only i played with whichever version the itch app downloads by default and i realized i didn't I don't know which version I played. I assume I played the improved <laughs> version. I think I think the improved version is like the is the default. Okay, I, I, think, I, think. I would guess. Uh, I'm, I'm. What's not the difference certain, between the two? I, then I can. Uh... Um. Well, the differences aren't big. I would say. Um, you said it, it adds a third thing. What's the third thing it adds? Well, it adds. It adds. I would. I, what I meant by a third thing is it's a. It's a third. Uh. Uh. Sort of step in the progression from like okay the the initial, um, the initial um. Version the the prototype the jam version and then sort of the middle one is the improved version and then the final one is inscription. Oh, but, um, oh okay. So so there <laughs> yeah. there are iterations like in the in the original version um you don't get to see what cards the enemy is going to play on the next turn and uh, that makes it pretty oh, hard. <laughs> really? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah yeah. And That's you also, tricky because I actually depending on the cards you pick and even in the improved version it it can be very hard. The yeah. I found it quite easy the first time I played, but I had to retry the final step three times the second time because I tried yep. picking the other cards and the Viper yep. is useless, a complete waste of space. Oh, I never even got offered the Viper. So and, that's interesting. Oh, really? I thought it was the I got offered the exact same thing both times I played. Although if you. So, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know there was variation there. Yeah, yeah, there is. Because um, I, I both, kind of got, both of the card offers, I got offered the same two cards both times I played it. Oh, interesting! I got offered the the Warren or the Beehive. Yeah, and that, then, that was what I got offered the first time. And then I got offered, I think Raven or something else. Oh, Moose was pro- or Elk was probably the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was Elk or um, Elk or oh, I guess it was Viper, huh? Viper is the one that does uh, Death Touch, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then yes, it was Viper or Elk. 
So I guess it was the same. Never mind. For some reason, I was mixing up. Um, but which? What, what, oh, Rattler was the one. Rattler from the full inscription game oh, was the one that I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know if it's called Viper in in. Um, it's because isn't it called Adder? Oh, yeah. Adder yeah, yeah, is yeah. the name of it. That's why I was confused. And it and it, it is amazing because like some of the cards, like the squirrel looks almost identical. Yeah. Um it, it it's funny how the some some parts of the iconography change the the stats on some of the cards change, the sort of balance has been tweaked. Like the wolf goes from a three three in the prototype to a three two. Yeah, the wolf is, is just kind of cool. an absolute just it's really strong hero in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yeah. fact that the um, wolf and the the adder cost the same blood is yeah just kind of i was like it was just so much harder the second time it's <laughs> especially because like the the usefulness of the adder is so much less in <laughs> in this one well, because yeah because nothing has more you, than you, three health anyways so the wolf has the exact right. same ability to kill things it just also does damage and doesn't die instantly right, right. and and then also you you don't have the thing that I used the adder for most in inscription, which was sacrificing it to put death touch on a card with a uh, better. Stats oh yeah, cost, yeah, totally. <laughs> that costs less blood. Yeah, like, you know the the two blood for the death touch is rarely. It's only going to be worth it if you're like yeah. up shit creek without a paddle and you have to fight like a moose that's going to one shot you or something. <laughs> uh, which uh, again, if you if you haven't played this game, none of this is going to make sense. Uh, no, so play it. really won't. Go play it. There's a free demo, I think, on Steam. So, I mean, what are you what are you doing? Come yeah, on, and just, you know, just... there's enough depth to it that we still haven't spoiled large portions of the game. Oh, so even oh, if you, oh no, and and really, we could we could talk all about all the similarities between sacrifices without spoiling any of it because there's exactly. just so much more in the inscription than there is in this. Yeah, so. although that being said, well, I mean, we'll probably t- we probably <laughs> we'll will. Probably so we can't be held point. liable for any uh, emotional harms that come to you from spoilers uh, incurred. That was yeah, their legal disclaimer yeah. right there. Uh-huh. So so really briefly before we move on, I'm just looking at uh Little Dara 43 uh because uh, I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is this has been while we've been doing the podcast that this happened. I was wondering if we played any other games from this uh this Little Dara and we did. Do you want to take a guess which one it was? The theme was was sacrifices must be made. Um was it the one where your what's the one where you have to like kill yourself in order to like leave your bodies to create platforms to jump on? Oh no, it was not that one. But that's a Although perfect that one, fit. That one, right? That one also might be in here. For well, I'm not I even know. sure that um, one was a game jam game though. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't, know. I don't remember. I don't even remember what that name was called. That game was called Oh uh, Friend Gun. <laughs> Yeah, friend gun. Uh, oh, so that's good. Funny. Yeah. So I mean, the oh, funny that thing game is, was great. We we very well could have uh, could have played this game <laughs> for this podcast. back then. Yeah, that was you know almost that would have been two years ago, right? Or three now. So well, yeah, yeah, just over three years ago. So um, <laughs> that would have yeah, been anyway, funny. I thought that'd be fun. But, Can you uh, imagine if we, we had yeah. played that not knowing anything about it and then like three years later this game gets released and we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Where have I seen I mean, this before? <laughs> I mean, my secret hope is that uh, from jam to jam will become the thing of like, oh, remember this game jam game we played three or four years ago? Well, check this shit out. Now it's a full. Yeah, real exactly. Game. Look how cool it no, is. No, totally. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, keep an eye out for episode two of from jam to jam you know yes absolutely Uh, stay tuned but anyway back to uh sacrifices must be made uh i'm trying to think of like an interesting angle to approach this from i have one like i have one it's interesting it's interesting that the the core mechanics and the vibe are like totally here but the plot is completely different (laughs) Yeah, it's the like the, the reason that you're locked in this guy's cabin and the sort of even like the sense of who you are. And then there is a kind of loose sense that this is uh, Leshy, but I don't think he has a name here. And he certainly is not any sort of, um, you know, digital avatar thing <laughs> he's just some sort of uh he calls you human so he's presumably not human um mm. 
and I did learn from watching The Witcher that Leshy <coughs> is a uh, is a Polish folk demon. Oh, is it really? It's a forest spirit. Usually, oh. usually not so good. But I don't. I didn't get the impression they're always bad, but they can be bad. And oh, um, in The Witcher, uh, he has to fight one. Um, yeah, that 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 sounds like some Witcher shit. You know, exactly. Go some to fight a leshy. A hundred percent. Yeah, some weird thing from Eastern European mythology that has some uh-huh. special way to kill it. And yeah, yes. and it was probably created by uh, you know like adultery or something. Yes, yeah, so the sins of more of humans have the, have caused yeah, the this, sins of man have created, <laughs> have created this, this monstrosity to torment people. Yes, a hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is interesting. I'd be curious to know, like, if the ideas for like the sort of narrative trappings of inscription were were already sort of starting to 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 swim around in Daniel Mullen's head uh, <laughs> and that he just didn't include them in this version of the game because, you know, how, how could you um, in something so short? Uh, but it but it is it is. I was kind of amazed at how much in common it has. Uh, from just a like yeah vibes and tone even if you know the story is like much much more straightforward um but just the just the the way that the game conveys to you um i think inscription you know has more time to sort of draw out this experience and make it Mm -hmm. more more interesting uh but the way it's just like i don't know why i am here but I'm clearly being forced by the like I'm not playing this game yeah, because I willingly. want to be playing this game. I'm being I'm playing this game because this pair of weird eyes across the <laughs> table has me captive somehow. Um, and the the like vibe of this uh, creepy uh, darkened room with the table and this sort of like weird kind of grisly game about like murdering animals to put other animals out to kill each other or in in the case of the uh sacrifices must be made to kill like people <laughs> yeah. because all instead of uh i mean they uh, uh leshy plays a few cards like animals against you but a lot of them are like starving human or hunter or this kind of thing um so that, that that's another difference but yeah the 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 vibes it's really amazing how much though those vibes work they serve a similar function for two pretty different games from like a narrative perspective you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah totally like the it's creepy and you don't want to be here yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah totally and it's almost like i mean it is sort of a great you know peek behind the curtain of like what the um you know some games are like uh i mean this is kind of a generalization but you know some games the the inkling of the idea was a narrative or a situation first and the mechanics right. kind of emerged from that in some games it's a, a mechanic and in some games it's like a, a mood in this it's kind of interesting to see like oh what was fully you know the initial vision for this game was sitting at a table playing some like dark sacrifice related card game with some sort of evil being that is holding you captive. <laughs> um, and like, that's the core of it. Uh, it was actually kind of, um, I feel like a lot of it, it puts inscription in a new light for me. And it also like, um, it, it makes some of the weirder things in inscription kind of like make more sense. Like I remember finding mm. it weird that I could like pry out my own teeth to put on the scale. <laughs> but I think in this, uh-huh. in this one, given that the, uh, the premise of the game jam is sacrifices must be made. I think it, oh, it, sure. it really does that. Um, I feel like it's a, a very good game jam game in that it answers the theme on multiple levels. You know, sacrifices right. must be made. That's the game mechanic. Sacrifice must uh-huh. be made. Uh, also, you can chop parts of your body off as part of the game mechanic. And then right. it also has a game effect, like changing your you know, it's harder to see when you pop out your eye, you lose your, right. your in-game hand when you chop off your hand, which I <laughs> right. found very amusing. Um, and then <laughs> the, at the I end, the narratively, the you is... have to sacrifice yourself or your child. Right. So right. it really, uh, you know, here there's a kind of, um, inscription. There's a lot of, there's just so much more mechanics that the, right. It doesn't have the same level of, um, uh, 
I don't mean this in a bad way, just like descriptively. It doesn't have no, have, it no, have as under- much like elegance. There's something very neatly, like thematically uh, elegant about this. It's like every there's not a lot of it, but every aspect is closely related. Right, and it and it speaks to the nature of a game jam in that it's like, yeah, totally. well, what am I going to use? Like when faced with a creative design decision, what do I use to guide it? Well, here's the, here's the theme. I might as well make it, you know, tie back into that. It kind of, exactly. I think yeah. it's something that can make game jams, uh, uh, certain game jam games really sing is they have this sort of like, uh, aesthetic completeness of, you yeah, know, it's yeah. Like, they're really focused we, because you know, yeah, they have, yeah, yeah totally. You know, the, you know, people say constraints can make really interesting art. And like, this is, this is one of the reasons why, because it can, it can help you inform. It it helps break the tie. You know what I mean? Like, what is my game about? Well, I mean, the theme is already this, so I might as well make it more about that. Yeah. Um, It's a good way to put it. And yeah. And some, in some games that can, that can really, you know, make it sing. Um, Although I am really curious uh, because in, in inscription, um, you know, obviously Leshy's, uh, you know, sacrifice based card game is not the only card game in it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the greater in lore game of inscription has, you know, several different decks with many more mechanics, some of which mirror, um, other deck building games more closely. Although I don't know if inscription, uh, the sort of like, uh, f- card you play for free and sacrifice to play other cards is a, is a, is a card game mechanic that has existed before. My guess is probably just because there are a lot of uh, card games, both tabletop and digital. Um, but, uh, I well, wonder, you, you don't know if which mechanic has existed before. Uh, the, the, like the idea of like, uh, I play a squirrel for, uh, for free, but then I sacrifice it to play cards that actually do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, isn't that what you have to do in Yu-Gi-Oh? Am I remembering how Yu-Gi-Oh works? Oh, maybe I, I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, you know, that one, that one wasn't, I, I I knew of it, uh, and I probably own some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but I never knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? I think, I think you do because I, I remember there being like you know like different uh like energy requirements and you had to kind of like it's similar to this where you needed to basically get rid of your lower energy ones in order i could be misremembering but i think that mm. is how Yu-Gi-Oh uh is yeah, although I mean, technically um daniel mullins did say that he had started playing magic the gathering again and was just uh thinking about sacrificing in magic, which is like, it's not, it doesn't work this way, but it is, you know, you kill things in order to get value. Um, and he was like, well, what I was kind of like, what can I do with that differently? Right. Okay. Well, part of what I was curious about is if, um, as if Daniel, if Daniel Mullins already had in his head, this idea of like, okay, I, ha- I have all these different ideas for like deck building card games that I want to express. So let's start with this one because this one is maybe the most like quote unquote new. And then that's how it ended up growing into inscription. Or if it really was just like I was replaying magic and I wanted to do a jam. So I thought, what if I made my own little deck building game? And then those other games sort of came on after uh, as he was sort of, I mean, the, the impression I got is that the sort of sacrifices must be made. The Leshy's cabin version of the inscription card game was sort of ground zero. And that as he explored, uh, that, you know, adding mechanics and deepening that card game, little spinoffs started, you know, my guess is at one point it was all one big card game and it was kind of like a (laughs) a clustered mess. And then it's like, all right, what if I start breaking off these mechanics into like kind of a different sub game and, uh, and all this, I mean, partially it's just kind of like, it's kind of dumbfounding to me that someone could (laughs) make such a, a huge, card game with so many different mechanics that can interplay with each other pretty well and have synergies across thing and also be playable totally on their own against each other. It's kind of amazing that it works at all. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems some like something that would be so easy to unbalance, 
like yeah <laughs> which which partially it is a little bit unbalanced i think it's one of the it's one of the things i actually really enjoy about inscription is that it uh is not concerned about whether or not you are breaking the game uh i in fact it kind of because of the nature of it trying to move you along through the story it kind of uh, it gives you some shortcuts to beating the game yeah. at each phase and it, it, it gives you ample opportunities to break it um, and get like a crazy synergy that is like kind of like unfairly strong. But I mean, there's because it's more of a narrative game. It, it's not sort of limited by, you know, there are no daily challenges or anything in inscription. It's not <laughs> like, or it's not like magic where it's, tuned to be competitive you know because if yeah. it was <laughs> it, it would probably be a yeah. shit show I think the, or it would it'd have to be tuned totally differently I, I do think the sort of like vaguely roguelike or just run based um setup also makes it uh in in the real inscription gives you mm-hmm. um more leeway to allow the player to break the game because um you know part of the fun in any yep. run based game is like you know sort of stumbling on some build that's like, wow, this is crazy right. broken. And then right. having a really good run uh, and you don't, and because mm-hmm. you know, you then reset afterwards, it doesn't uh, necessarily uh, break the entire yeah. game, even if it, it it's, breaks it once. It's not like building a strong magic deck and then you just have a deck that's strong forever. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if, it's like, if oh, that, could, that run was so cool. Yeah, it was great. And sometimes it's like, oh, I want to try that run. I want to see if I can do that again, but slightly different or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bounce a different mechanic off of that mechanic. But part of the joy is also just letting whatever, you know, you know letting the cards fall where they may. You know what I mean? <laughs> just ro- going with the flow and, and seeing what kind of weird, crazy build uh, can come up naturally as you just kind of like play through the game. Totally. Totally. Although I guess that is... Um that's one of the bigger uh, like additions in inscription is the the run based element. I mean, there is a very slight deck building element in this because you pick a card at the end of each game, but it is completely that's that's also an addition to the improved version. In oh, the, picking cards. The, that's uh, not in the in the original game jam version. It's just a uh, you have each each battle. Ah, interesting. You have a specific set of cards. That's really um, interesting because I think that, um, I mean, I think it also that's speaks to the development of this game a little bit because you can see then in the very initial version, it's like almost like, you know, the trading card game stripped to its barest uh, elements. And then in the full inscription, it's like he he's I, the game sort of like playing with uh, little mechanics or little ideas from like ten, you know, every trading card game there is, um, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it, it's, and I mean, it, I think it's also part of what the the full game is a sort of like me- meta commentary on a little bit is about. Um, I mean, I, I've I heard this read um, on the God, what was it, the Waypoint podcast where they were talking about. Um, each of the each of the uh, sort of like what are their I don't know what their names the the scribes mm-hmm. uh, you know Leshy um, what are their names is one of them Lucretia is that right uh, I don't, don't think so anyway you know who I'm talking about and uh, the other yeah Po three and <laughs> the the guy that looks like a Christmas tree and then you the know creepy the death lady. Yeah, I thought her name was Lucretia. Maybe I that's really wrong. I don't think that. I'm a, Doesn't Lucretia Grimora. sound like a creepy Grimora? And Magnificus. Close, <laughs> Magnificus, right? Um, but anyway, e, uh, uh, a read that they had on the on the like waypoint thing is that it's sort of a meta commentary about uh, game design, and that each one of these are sort of a different a representation of a different creator working on the game and saying, here's the best part of the game. The best mechanic in the game is sacrificing squirrels to use blood to play cards that cost blood or, you know, uh, Grimora's is uh, the bones and, and PO three, you know, his sort of like snobbish talk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, each, each one of them represents a different direction that the game could have gone 
and you know each of them trying to take over the game and become the the main version and of make the game. it their you know make it their yeah. style of play is them yeah. trying to enforce their will of how you know their representations of the people making the game putting themselves in the game and also having uh you know their version of inscription be represented which i thought i thought was an interesting um an interesting read of the game and also probably partially <laughs> just came from uh you know what i was describing earlier of the the reality of making the game of like you know often when you're you know brainstorming a game you uh get really excited and come up with a zillion mechanics and a lot of those can- mechanics will probably make your game worse um or <laughs> or have you know they don't necessarily make your game better uh they just make your game more and i think the thing that's kind of amazing is that inscription has several compelling games hidden inside it and somehow they can like interact with each other. I mean, I would argue that some of them are more or less compelling than others, but part of me also wonders if I, if they all had the same amount of consideration as like Leshy's cabin, that maybe they would all have been uh, honed to a point where they were all equally as good. Um, Yeah. It's funny. I read, uh, I actually read a quote from Daniel Mullins where he was saying that um, he thought that, uh, developing Grimora and Magnificus's um, stories to the level of uh, Leshy and PO3s would just make the game too big. And I was like, uh, if you mean too big from a development standpoint, totally yeah, fair. If I you agree. mean too big from a player's standpoint, no way. I would totally play that. I think it would be, Yeah, I think it would have been super fun. But, um, but I'm sure, it, I mean, it's already pretty big for a solo. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, how many other solo games, you know, mostly developed by one person have you put more than 20 hours <laughs> into, yeah, you know what I mean? Especially and 20 it's not hours even like, in a game that's not like, uh, where it's like you're entering new zones. Like, it'd be one thing right. if there's 20 hours in a game that, like, you know, is some arcade-based repetitive game. Right, but right. It's, yeah, so very impressive. Yeah, yeah, It's and also the fact that it was, it, it you know if if we're to believe this game it was made in at most like three years that's that's pretty nuts you know what i mean like that's a lot of game in a short amount of uh in a short amount of time yeah Uh, and i wasn't yeah i mean totally i mean i'm even impressed in how much how like finished this is (laughs) like yeah yeah for sure for uh you know super you know i i think little little dar is normally 48 hours right yeah i mean it's almost like hard to weekend jam it's one of those ones where it's like i'm impressed that you weren't you didn't like secretly have this game you know half finished beforehand or something because it's like <laughs> it's it's very impressive yeah yeah i mean partially that's probably also what happens in game jams is someone's like i made this prototype but again, it, you you have that step of like, okay, well, uh, this prototype can kind of be changed to fit this uh, this prompt. So now I'm going to use this prompt to inform all the other decisions that I couldn't make when I made the prototype. Yeah. I was like, hmm, this is cool, yeah. but I it's not really a real game. And you say, well, let's make a little, uh, a, a completed game, a small completed game, but a completed game. Uh, and sort of use that to inform all the other bits that I was indecisive about. And, uh, you know, that can lead you to then say, Hmm, actually now that I have like a whole little game, I could, I could really build upon this. I could, I could really get into this. <laughs> and then you make inscription and win a bunch of game of the year awards. And, uh, that's, and you, you know, know then that's what happened. <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes. That that's what happens every time, you know? Every time. That's why we made for yeah. That's why we made from jam to jam because it's so common. It just happens <laughs> for game constantly. Game. Yes, it is uh-huh. so common. Well, luckily um, there's a bajillion game jam games. Uh, true. In the world that you know, only a small number of them need to ever get developed into something full in order to sustain this uh, segment. Yeah, that's true. But that it also means we have to find them and yes, find out true. that they are developed from come from a game jam game because uh, I don't know is that that common I I don't know how I'm sure it's pretty common I don't know man <laughs> who knows inscription thoughts what else we got Jordan it's 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 hard because I you and I have already spent a lot of time talking, talking about, about inscription. inscription. 
<laughs> before we knew that there was a, uh, uh, uh you know, game jam game. Um, you know, to, here, uh, here's you my know. hot take. I actually like the frame story for the mod a little bit more than, Oh, interesting. Than the one for, I mean, I, well, the inscriptions better inscriptions narrative is in a lot of better ways relating to it being more realized. Like less, she feels like right. more of a character um yeah i and i really like the way that less she feels like a character in the full inscription like he has a you, right. you you start to feel like his unhinged personality in a more um sympathetic way yeah and just more like you just know him more um but i sure. i feel like the the sort of like I, i'm keeping you prisoner uh let's play a game he's almost like uh evil forest spirit version of um what's the uh saw dude jigsaw um jigsaw yeah jigsaw uh i i kind of like uh i kind of like it and i've already told you this before but i was um i was sort of mixed on the meta stuff in inscription personally Um, yeah i i didn't dislike it i just it didn't think it was totally fully developed to a level that it was contributing to all the other stuff in the game. I, I, I was in the same place as you when I finished inscription. Um, and I still, I still largely think like taking the game on its own terms that can still be true. But, uh, are you familiar with like the, the ARG and all the a other little bit stuff? and the ARG is really cool. And, um, from yeah. what I've read and it, you know, it naturally, the ARG, I think, naturally kind of lends itself to having some right. meta stuff because that's kind of the point. Like you're you're well, breaking the game in order to discover stuff. But I guess I more just mean like um uh with like th- um well what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say some of what I felt like were holes in the narrative. Like so when I finished the game being kind of like, well, yeah, a lot of that was there, but it didn't really feel like it had a point or a reason for existing it. A lot of that does. If you, um, I, I would say the it's, it's sort of meant to feel like they didn't explore it all the way because that's what encouraged people to, you know, mm. dig through the ARG and try and find the rest of the answers. And also sure. there's a lot more hidden in that game. I ended up watching, uh, a uh, uh, a couple actually, again, the waypoint folks, uh, streamed a full playthrough and they were playing it really slowly and meticulously. And it was like, kind of, it was kind of maddening at times how slowly they were playing through the game. Just like, you know, taking pains over every single play they made and like talking through it. But it was really fun because they played the game so um, intensely and so carefully that they saw a bunch of crazy secret shit that I had no idea was in there. And that already starts filling it up, uh, filling it out more. And that also starts breadcrumbing into the ARG. And then the, the shit that the, are you aware of like what the, at the end of the ARG, like what the narrative, like the overarching narrative of, inscription and how we got to this point is because it is um, I, I mean it's a po3 is trying to escape to reality right or something different than that well that is like the ending point but <laughs> but the starting point and uh you'll have to forgive me because uh this is like a uh i'm like a not even a secondary source what's the third one this is i i there's a big document that someone put together where uh they <laughs> as ARGs usually have <laughs> yeah yeah it's like this huge uh google doc that you can read through with like images and links of all the steps they went through and like how they figured all this shit out and it's crazy i read quite a bit of it and then was like this is really long and kind of like lost interest but then i was listening to a different podcast where someone had read all the way through it and and summarized it so this is a summary of a summary <laughs> but Basically, the concept of the game is that the original like Leshy's card game version of Inscription is uh, it's based on a real life demonic uh, like a a, a demonic card game from like the Middle Ages sometime, you know, in the in the the history of humanity. There was like uh, an alleged card game that people played that other people considered to be like uh, 
you know, demonic. The kids are, you know, the kids are playing this weird game and it's uh, turning Satanism. them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, <laughs> so the concept is that there's this cursed demonic card game that has been kicking around for hundreds of years. Um, and somehow a version of this game ends up in the, in the possession of Adolf Hitler. Oh my. <laughs> um, okay. And when he, um, when he dies in, uh, Berlin and, uh, the Soviets are after like taking over Berlin are like searching through, they find his corpse and in the breast pocket of his jacket, a soldier finds, uh, this card game. <laughs> and so they take the card game back to Eastern Europe. Uh, I mean, I guess if they're in Germany, they're already, I guess is Berlin. I don't, anyway, we're not going to get into it. I'm bad at geography. I'm sorry. Uh, so they take it back to Russia. And at some point they're like, we need to get rid of this card game. I, I don't, this part I I'm, I'm fuzzy on, but for some reason they're like, Oh, well we'll trap it in a digital version. We'll make a digital version of it and trap the game inside. And that is the version of the game that is the sort of second act of the game is that the game Funa company that the Casey character worked for found this Eastern European developed digital card game. And they're like, Oh, this is pretty cool. We should sell it. Uh, but it's still the, the cursed card game from Hitler's pocket just translated into a digital medium. And it's sort of uh, that phase is where the, the sort of clashing characters of the developers, uh, the souls of the develop of the original Eastern European developers are those four characters, I believe is kind of like oh. the implication. <laughs> I think that's the implication is that, uh, the four scribes are like the guys who were developing it. And as they're developing it, they get trapped and their souls get sucked into the game basically. And then the game Funa comes in and that's like the whole Casey thing. And it ends up with her dying or whatever. Um, and then the final, the final thing that happened is that there is a clip of when PO three is trying to, you know, he's trying to upload the game to, uh, the internet. And then, um, the, the clip is basically the, the lucky Carter's computer booting back on and it says like upload failed. And then it says like retrying and then it says like upload success. And then like, PO threes or the stoat comes up and like ASCII mm. on the command line and like laughs or something. The implication being that uh. the, you know, the version of inscription you played is what PO three uploaded and you know, the curse continues or whatever. Gotcha. So there's, <laughs> there's my summary of a summary of a summary. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but yeah, I, I would say uh, hearing all that stuff again, that's like one of those things that's like not really for me in the courage, the cowardly dog episode. We we're talking about how I respect ARGs from a distance. I don't think I'll ever participate in one because I just don't have, I don't have it in me, but yeah, I like reading the that, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff in hindsight kind of made me think a little bit more fondly about those elements of the game. Not because I necessarily think it's like the most satisfying story, but the fact that there was more purpose to it, whereas playing through it in the game, it felt a little bit like, oh, it's so meta. And it's like it felt a little. Yeah, yeah I, I its inclusion felt a little random where it feels more intentional knowing just how deep it goes, you know? Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I didn't. I liked it, to be clear. Um, I just felt that a lot of the a lot of the stuff um and maybe maybe I feel this way more about the meta mechanics and the meta narrative stuff. But like the example I use is the, you know, when you have to select files on your desktop in order to, you know, you know, pick bigger files. Uh -huh. um, oh, really? I thought that I, li I, I thought, thought that, that was, was cool. really cool. And then it just disappears. You know, you do it once and, oh, and I it see has and it's like it seems it felt like something that was like, you know, you've introduced a mechanic. Uh, but because it's like, it almost felt like the, the, like the interest we were supposed to get out of it was just the novelty of having this meta interaction with our hard drive rather than gotcha. the, like as a mechanic itself. But I think I thought it'd be really fun if it was then mm. like, you know, this came up again or like different, yeah. different ways of interfacing with your files had to yeah. be used. I, I, I guess my feeling was that that part was cool because they're one-off boss fights where I feel like, 
you know, boss fights can kind of tend to be a place where like, here's a cool mechanic we do just for the boss. And you're like, whoa, cool. And then you move on. Sure. Um, and I thought, I especially like uh, the one uh, with the, the the character that's trying to connect you to the internet. Yeah. That and are you aware that, that it is actually sending your card to another player? Uh, like in the real world, it will sit and try for a while. And I think it'll eventually give up if there's not another p- person at that boss fight. But if you give the person a card and they win their round of the fight with your card, then you just automatically win that second phase of yeah, the fight. I mean, sure that, I mean, that's fun too. And I, that's cool it was hell. very funny. Also, I did had to do that fight twice. Cause the first time I got some garbage card that was like unplayable. Oh, yeah. And then the second time, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like totally OP. I was like, Oh my God, yeah. this card's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got someone who really knew uh, the game and was like, we're going to make a really cool card. I know you could make, um, I saw on that stream I watched the card they sent was a zero cost. Um, it was a zero cost and it had um, like the thing where it would respawn and it just uh, increased your energy level. So you could just boost your energy all the way to full the turn you got it. Oh my <laughs> God, it's free that's to play. so good. It's free to play and you could just smash it with the hammer and play it again. <laughs> that's yeah, insane it's, it's like yeah and they're like sending this off like hopefully someone finds it useful and i actually don't remember if the person that got it won or lost but it took a long time they were sitting there waiting for a while that's um, so funny but i will say like watching a, a different set of people play all the way through the game and see how different their experience could be from mine made me it really made me uh love it and appreciate it a lot more which is which is saying something because I already really liked it and appreciated it a whole lot. So um, I, I do think it's it's a pretty special game. Yeah, no, totally. I I like it a lot. Um, I think it was one of the better games I played last year. So strongly recommend it to any and all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other inscription or sacrifices must be made? Thoughts? Any any thoughts about the 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 evolution? I mean, I guess we've kind of spent the whole episode talking about this, but um, um, no, I think I that's any, all. Any I last... think that's all I I had. I guess I will just say I hope we find other game jam games that turn into real games that were as good as Inscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely going to be a opening tough act to, this, to follow. Uh, per- yeah, yeah. The the last thing I'll say is that. Um, uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't expect a game jam game to have like a full soundtrack and sound design, but the soundtrack and sound design in inscription are both, uh, excellent. Yeah, totally. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, and I think they're, they're both a big part of both creating the atmosphere and making the game, uh, feel satisfying like the individual, uh, mechanics and the different versions of the card game each have their own identity and all feel really satisfying in their own different ways. Uh, and I think sound plays a huge part in that. So shouts out. I forget who did the sound. They obviously weren't involved in sacrifices must be made. But anyway, shouts out to that person. <laughs> yes. For uh, this one, he used a uh, garage band audacity and his own personal microphone. It says, yeah, his shitty microphone. Yes, I believe is what the, so. the quote is. I, I am impressed because the sounds honestly pretty good, even in this one. <laughs> so even with that limited tool set, did a pretty damn good yeah job. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um so for next episode we are i guess it'll be kind of a normal episode but the thing that we're going to be exploring is going to be a little different so it's it's not going to be one game basically um someone i i don't know how to say this slovenska centrum disagnu i assume that's some sort of uh museum yeah it's a, a Slovakian museum, I believe, uh, have found some, uh, yeah, uh, Slovak early, design museum. Yeah. Uh, these are some early digital Slovak games. Um, it says created in cooperation with Slovak game developers association by, um, a bunch of people, a lot of them like Slovakian teenagers, I guess. Uh, but they've been, uh, you know, ported and, uh, and translated to English, localized to English by this museum. 
Uh, and so we can play these weird Eastern European indie games from like the late eighties. Uh, and I am, I'm pretty excited to see what, what the secrets are held within. Um, yeah, these games, super uh, there interesting. are what, nine, 10 of them. I think eight, right? Oh no, nine. One, yeah. Two, nine. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, 10. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if we'll play them all. Maybe we will, maybe we'll kind of divide and conquer. We haven't decided yet, but anyway, we're going to check out this collection. Um, I think these are all ZX spectrum games. Um, so yeah, it should be, should be very interesting. Um, I'm psyched to try. These seem weird, you know, Yeah, from a different culture. Super weird. And it also just, I think it'll be really, and I think, I mean, I'm, they have a really long, um, like historical statement about it that I was reading that seems really interesting. And it's about how most, uh, you know, actual personal computers in this period were kind of hard to get because the like domestic computer production was very, very, very small or non-existent. Right. So most of them were imported or smuggled from like, uh, the West. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a black Uh market for personal computers, but enough of a black market that people are able to like have these underground, um, like game development communities. So yeah. it seems yeah. super I mean, interesting. I mean, it's a big, a big part of the sort of like lost games history of, um, the sort of mid to late eighties is similar movements across the, the world where, you know, it's not all America and Japan where home computing were, uh, you know, huge markets mm-hmm. where lots of things existed and people could get their hands on them. It was a lot harder to get your hands on either the hardware to play the software or the software itself. So I know in like Britain, there was a, there was a pretty healthy independent scene of people making their own games, ripping off of other games and, uh, illegally, uh, distributing games that, uh, people bought. So, um, it'll be interesting to explore an, an even smaller niche than that. I'm definitely excited to check yeah, it out. So it should be fun. Yeah. So we will play. Cool. Yes. So next week will be playable English localizations of Slovak digital games from the late eighties period. That's the, the official name of what we're playing by assorted developers. Um, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear us, uh, talk about that, um, you should, uh, tune in next time. And if you want to link to, uh, that episode you should follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast um that's where we tweet out links to all of our new episodes um so if you want to get those updates um go ahead and follow us um we'd love to hear from you um if you have uh, thoughts about episodes um that you've listened to uh and you have thoughts about the games or if you have impressions you want to share with us or if you have recommendations for a game uh you'd like us to play on the podcast we'd love to hear from you so follow us there at uh at edgeguardcast uh miscellaneous 80s Slovak games uh, next time and we will talk to you then.